Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We come to this great, glorious feast of our Lord's exaltation, where we bring out into the middle of the church the cross for us to be able to bow down, to venerate, and to kiss the precious wood that was the instrument of our salvation, by which our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ won for us salvation. This is the preaching of Paul. It is the very content, it is the core of the gospel, as St. Paul tells us, as we heard in the epistle, that it is by the wisdom of the cross. God himself dying and dead on the cross, that is the salvation of the entire world. This is, of course, not logical to Greeks, and it doesn't really compute to the Jews, as Paul tells us. But it is the power and the wisdom of God. It is why Paul, when he writes to the Galatians, He says that he has set before them Christ crucified. Of course, this does not mean that he actually, in any sense, there is a a re-crucifixion, but that in the preaching and in the teaching of the apostles and their declaration, at the core of it, there is the understanding of God himself crucified. We understand the depth of the victory won for us if we to just reflect on the Psalms and many of the themes of the Psalms, where we have God's beloved people crying out for help, echoing the crying out from Egypt, from captivity, or when they are in exile and desiring to return to the promised land, that there is in the many different metaphors of looking up to the hills from whence the Lord's help will come to the feeling of drowning, of being plunged beneath the depths. That is God himself that we have to look to for help. On our own, we are but dust. On our own, we have to look for help. And this is part of the great delusion that we live in, And it is why Paul would say something so strong in Galatians like, Oh foolish Galatians, right? That you have forgotten what the gospel is, what God has done for you, and you've decided to add new things onto it. But that it is God himself that is able to delve into the depths. Not only able, he is the only one able to, to grab us, as we see in the resurrection or the herring of Hades, but that path to grabbing us out of the depths is through the cross. That it was the costly bloodletting of the cross that we are freed, that we are actually saved. And this is something not of our own doing. This is not something that we concocted, that we thought up, but it is God himself who had to reveal to us, like we are in the darkness, and he's the one who had to bring the light into that darkness. 
This is why in Ephesians, as Paul tells those Christians in Ephesus, that it is by grace that you are saved, but then immediately after that, because by grace you have been saved, not by works, but by faith, but you've been made into God's workmanship. That we, and the hymnody, especially of this feast, exalt in the cross as a weapon, as a guard, as uh, a defense against the demons, so that we can bear the fruit of the Spirit, which is the fruit of the cross, which is the virtues that God has given to us. That was what Adam and Eve were to grow into themselves and what our Lord had in abundance, in superabundance beyond all imagination, but that he, through his cross, redeems us, sanctifies us, and gives us the way in which we are ourselves to die to the flesh and to live and walk in the Spirit, being his workmanship, his creations, that he not only formed us from the dust, but then he reforms us, washes us in his own blood so that we can follow after him, making the sign of the cross, glorying in what our Lord has done for us, like a mighty banner that we put before us because it is under this sign that we are saved, that we are vindicated, that we are going to be cleansed, freed, that we can hear the answer from God as he gives in the Psalms, that he hears, he responds, and he is present to us in the midst of the darkness by his own presence through the cross. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.